on, guys? Welcome to episode 24 of the Foundation First Fitness Show with Bob Ackle. And today we are doing a Q&A. But before we do that, I wanted to touch on a couple of things that I've got on the docket and that I've been really uh, pushing hard the last couple of weeks, which is my Move Better Mondays uh, segment, which is essentially revolved around helping you guys move better. So it's very much a little bit of a step up from the stuff that you're going to see on my Instagram page, which is basically just like one-off. Uh, tips, which I've kind of turned into more. I'm starting to do a little bit more segments. So basically uh, three-part segments on there. But if you want something that's a little bit more concrete and it's going to give you a basically a clear uh, cookie-cutter tactic that tactic that you can apply to the stuff that you're doing in the gym head over there right now you can definitely check some stuff out for those of you watching on inst on uh, youtube the you can click on this right here and that'll take you to uh my latest episode i'm gonna put my latest episode right there uh if not you guys can wait till the end and then head over uh, to my channel and check out some of my stuff. Now, for those of you listening on the podcast, you know that if you want to check out some of my stuff, uh, YouTube, uh, on YouTube, you can check it out at Bob Ack Owen, which is the channel. Um, and you can basically just run through them and you're going to see different stuff. Uh, lately, I've done core, a couple of core ones and some hip stuff. So specifically talking about the squat, which is another huge, huge, huge exercise that I really like doing and is usually a very difficult one for individuals to grasp because it is an exercise that, revol that requires so much mobility, stability and all that stuff. So without talking a little any more about that let's get right into these questions because I've got a couple of nice questions today uh, and I think that it's it's really interesting because they're gonna I've, I've basically kind of picked out some that are all revolved around a similar thing which is knee stability now uh, knee stability is a huge huge thing that I've been really trying to go after lately I've started shifting my focus to knee stability and athletic development so basically helping athletes develop and I think there's a nice little bridge um, and a little junction point between those two topics where I can really start uh, developing some good content because I think that knee stability is something that a lot of individuals are struggling with. A lot of individuals want help with, but at the same time, I'm going to be pulling in some tidbits, especially when I'm discussing some stuff like nutrition in my next segment um, and some other stuff, maybe even more sports related so that you guys can kind of get an idea of some other stuff, which is going to be interesting. But for the most part, whenever I'm going to be discussing, I'm going to try to hit those areas and maybe give you guys some, some tips on that. So the first question is uh, knee pain when you run. And uh, the question is, is specifically, why does my knees hurt when I run? So this is a really common situation or common problem that occurs with runners, especially when, you know, they've done when, when it's, you know, kind of around this June, we're June 25th now. So around that June time, uh, it's, it becomes a little bit more of a, a tendonitis issue where they've been running, they've been running on that, uh, issue or they've been running with that same mechanical problem for a little bit of time now and their body's just kind of given up and says I can't do this anymore so the knee pain starts settling in and one of the main reasons this happens which is really interesting to think about is that a lot of individuals don't run from November all the way till March or April if that and 
the issue there doesn't really lie in the fact of tolerance and ability to handle the amount of running, but it's simply because our posture completely changes over that five to six month window. And instead of being able to kind of adjust, you know, so when you're in that season, you're, it's easier for you to adjust, um, from when you're running, let's say you're running, uh, every third day, you're basically, or sorry, every second day. So you're running about like, you know, three to four times a week. If you are changing your mechanics, your body's going to respond to it pretty quickly. You're going to know how to adjust. Cause you're going to be like, Oh, I'm doing this. I'm doing that. I'm doing this, whatever. During the winter, you don't really run. So what you'll end up doing is potentially like doing this. You'll sit in, you'll sit in a chair a lot, your shoulders around forward. If you're not going to the gym, if running is basically your, your primary means of exercise, um, even if you are going to the gym, if you're not doing the right things that are keeping your body in that nice posture that you've spent so much time kind of building, what's going to happen is that when you get to that new running season, even if you do start it slow and ramp it up very slowly, your body is just completely changes posture. And now you're running into uh, a tendonitis issue, which is something that might take a little bit more time than you'd think to get rid of. So how to solve that issue is essentially take a huge step back. Now, it seems like a huge step back. And what I mean by a huge step back is because the first thing you need to do is take a, is make a dramatic change in what you're doing. So stop running completely. Like just cut it off and make sure that you're giving your body some rest because what's going to happen if you don't, if you don't give your body that rest, what you will do is you're going to completely start breaking down that muscle tissue. So you might even start getting close to like a serious tendonitis, some muscle tearing, uh, potentially some failure of muscle if you're running really aggressively on it and you're not allowing it to recover. So you really gotta be careful with that. Tendonitis is something that is usually very simple to solve, but requires a pretty drastic change in whatever you're doing. So the first thing is, cut out the exercise. Second thing is don't be fooled by the lack of pain that's going to come very soon after. So one of the things that's going to happen when you do cut that exercise is that the first thing you're going to notice is the pain's going to go away very quickly. That is the wrong time to stop. If you stop right there, chances are what's going to happen is your body's going to feel pretty confident. You're going to get that confidence, that boost of confidence like, oh, Everything is okay. I can jump back into this. I'll be fine. But in reality, you probably aren't ready for it because you haven't really done the necessary steps to kind of get yourself back into playing, uh, get your back, get you back into running or playing. I mean, I guess whatever sports you're doing, it's pretty much all going to be the same thing. So that's going to be the main reason that's happening. The second reason, which is not as common, is going to be your shoes. Now, the reason why shoes uh, are going to potentially cause knee pain is because what happens with a lot of individuals is either they've bought new shoes and they're still running at a very, a very high pace, but it's a completely different shoe with a completely different sole with a completely different support because they've decided to change the models completely. And now it's throwing their entire body out of whack. That's one. Number two is you might have also taken your shoes from last year, not run at all, brought them to this year. So you had last year's posture on last year's shoe mold and you're trying to bring it into this year's running mechanics and running volume. And what that's going to do is that's going to lead you into potential tendonitis in the knee. Now, the reason the tendonitis in the knee is so common 
is simply because the knee is that midpoint between the foot and the hip. So if something's going on at the hip, it's gonna shoot its way down to the knee. If something's going on at the foot, it's gonna work its way up to the knee. Now, the knee, unfortunately, is the one that's gonna be taking all the heat, but knowing which one is the problem is usually a little bit more difficult, and, is, and it's going to require uh, a very skilled eye to be able to pick out Generally speaking, it will start up at the hip or start up or start down at the or at the foot, and it's usually very obvious. Can be addressed pretty easily. So, when you are going out to pick a shoe, uh, going back to that, when you are going out to pick a shoe, make sure that when you're starting a season, you're starting with a new pair of shoes. But at the same time, if you are starting with a new pair of shoes, be very careful not to overdo it, especially right at the beginning, because that's where you're most vulnerable. Okay. Now going into the second question, which is also a knee issue. Um, the person says, I hear, I hear some kind of clicking in my knee when I'm running. Should I be worried? So knee click, which is a really interesting topic because, uh, a buddy of mine who was an athletic therapist, uh, and he's actually, he, he, more of a strength coach now he still uses his at stuff but he's more of a strength and conditioning coach um, and works for the new york rangers uh, american league affiliate he's going to be stopping by in a couple of weeks and we're going to go over uh clicking itself and clicking and popping in the joint so if you really want to touch on that he's going to be discussing uh, a couple of things on a why is it happening and b how to get rid of it so one of the reasons it could be happening that could be happening in your knee is simply that the tendon, like I mentioned before, is not running properly. So that could be a mechanical issue. So your posture is off, your running mechanics are off. That could be one of the things that's happening. Now, why that would happen is simply because your body's in a new position or you've been overstressing it. You haven't been doing any of your maintenance stuff like the rolling and the stretching and all the exercises to help balance out your body and your body's just had enough and you're gonna feel that. You're gonna hear that clicking because of a new uh, tracking uh, lane of that tendon. So your tendon is not gonna be running properly. That's one potential case. The other case is that you might actually have damaged something. Now, um, one of the areas that might cause clicking is like a, is a, breakdown of the of the meniscus itself could potentially cause clicking but generally that'll be that'll be kind of accompanied by some pain uh, or some swelling or some irritation in there but if you are feeling that clicking the first thing you want to do is go see someone to make sure you get it checked because the last thing you want to do is run with like some kind of a knee issue where it's more of a, a breakdown of tissue um, a breakdown of cartilage a breakdown of a ligament uh, like the meniscus, and then you're basically just compounding that and pounding away at it, and you don't want to do that. You want to make sure that you're getting it addressed as soon as possible. Now, oftentimes, if it's just normal knee clicking, that's very minor. All it requires is a little bit of an adjustment in technique, a little bit of adjustment in your mechanics and the way you're managing and maintaining your body, and that problem should go away. Uh, going into our third question, our third and final question is, what would you do uh, to stabilize the knee if you are having a running issue. Now that was, I kind of abbreviated the the question because it was a little bit more of a broad question, but I was trying to narrow it down to get what they were saying. So stabilizing the knees are really interesting, an interesting topic. It's a huge topic in itself because it really, really comes down to how you want to manage your 
uh, stabilizing the knee and where you are along that phase. So knee stabilization can be very simply done because it could be a very minor thing that slightly needs to be adjusted and everything just kind of works itself out. At the same time, it could be something that's a little bit more dramatic in nature because you might not have, because it might be very, 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 uh, it may be a very profound issue. So one of those issues could be if your core's not in place, if your core's not in the right place, your spine's not in the right place, you're likely to feel that knee giving out. You might get that sore knee problem. Now, the reason you're going to feel that sore knee from a... A, a core issue is simply because all of the muscles, and I wish I had like a band or something I could show you. Uh, I probably should have thought about that, but I'll use a water bottle instead. Okay, so basically if I have a, if I'm holding a water bottle, I'm gonna try to describe this uh, over, over the podcast so the people that are listening can potentially get this. But imagine if I had an elastic going up and down around it. So one side of the elastic is gonna be the quads, one side of the elastic is gonna be the hamstring. So the front and the back muscles of the legs. So what's gonna happen is if one side is too high, so it's tugging up because my core is rounding forward, because my hips are rounding forward and my core is not able to, is not able to pull, I'm gonna be changing mechanics on one side. So I'll be pulling that up and maybe the hamstrings are gonna be lengthened and the quads are gonna be shortened. So I have an imbalance in the positioning that both those muscles on the front and the back are not in the right position. You could be leaving, you could be leading to knee pain or knee instability. Now, the other thing that could happen is the reverse could happen. I could be too tilted back. I can have my butt rounded under too much and then my hamstrings are too short and my quads are too long. And again, I'm gonna be leading into knee stability. But that is all governed by what's basically up above here. So my core muscles that are on the top on both sides that are basically controlling that sliding and that rolling uh, effect. And if your core is not in the right place, that could be causing that knee problem. And that might be where you need to start for knee stability. It could be very simply uh, addressed, but it's going to come from understanding if, you know, where you are along that progressive line. So again, if you're looking to make sure if you want to build on knee stability, the first place to start is getting your core up to par with what you're demanding it to do. So if you're demanding a running core function, uh, oh, wow, that actually made zero sense. And I came out of my mouth, I thought it was going to sound good. Um, if you're demanding a lot of from your core in terms of wanting it to stabilize your body or stabilize your hips while you're running, well, then you're going to have to bring it up to that capacity and you're going to have to build up the endurance so it's able to maintain that throughout the time you're running. Uh, and then once you've figured that out, then you can work your way down to the second part, which is probably going to be muscles in the hips. So glute meds a big one. And the reason glute meds a big one is because there's so many muscles that kind of help it and kind of support it and balance off each other. And that's the same for all muscles. Every muscle has basically a muscle that does either something that's similar in function or it takes one of the two functions of that muscle because there's a lot of basically redundancy built into your movements, right? So we've got a lot of muscles that are doing the same thing as the other muscles, especially when it comes to stabilizing muscles and not power generators. So what'll happen in that case is that if you've got a stability muscle that you need to fire and that needs to be, you know, really well trained, um, and if it isn't, it'll start shifting its attention, shifting some of that workload off to another muscle. And the glute is one of those one of those muscles that usually doesn't fire well because oftentimes when our body's not in the right position, aka our hips are not in the right position, well then we start demanding other muscles to pick up the slack for it because it can't fire. Now, once you've got that core done, you're gonna need to set that glute med 
up to function properly and to stabilize your knee. And that's gonna come from doing something like a, an elastic squat or a crab walk, which is a very basic exercise. As you guys can check out my Instagram page for some of those things. Um, I do talk a lot about elastic stuff and elastic band work. So that's another area you might wanna work on and essentially just building that knee stability using exercises that are gonna challenge the alignment of that knee from your toe to the knee to the hip. So basically trying to draw that straight line underneath you and not have it tuck in or fall in or have your, or subsequently have your hip roll all the way out. That's gonna be anything, any exercise that's gonna challenge that, um, that basic position is going to be a knee stability exercise. So a lunge is a good knee stability exercise, a squat's a good knee stability exercise, and that's the exercise you're gonna to wanna to use to build that knee stability if, as mentioned before, your hip and your core are in the right place. So. If any of you guys have questions on anything I did discuss today, because I know it's a very, uh, a very, I guess, technical, uh, it was a very technical show. Next week is going to be a little bit more open because I'm going to be interviewing someone from uh, a good friend of mine who's a nutritionist, and she's just going to absolutely tear it up. I know it. I can see it. I can feel it coming. Uh, it's going to be a big episode because she's just an absolute superstar in the field of nutrition. She's an up-and-coming heavy hitter. And honestly, I'm just trying to attach myself as close as I possibly can to her because I could feel that she's going to like blow me out of the water in about five to ten years. So I want to kind of bring that, reduce that 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 hit that I'm going to be taking uh, from her doing so well. <laughs> so if she's listening, she she probably knows it's coming too because she's just outrageously good at what she does. So I'm really excited to get that episode in. I'm really excited to share that episode with you guys because it's going to be a big one. Um, I will be going back to one episode a week. I feel like that two episodes is a little too much. A lot of individuals are just kind of falling off uh, on that Thursday episode. So I'm going to go back to Monday episodes. Uh, I might actually start moving into Tuesday eventually so that I can schedule everything out nice and easy so you guys can get that Move Better Mondays, uh, the podcasts on Tuesdays. And then that way it'll set us up to have kind of a nice mix of some stuff for the rest of the week. Uh, but again, if you guys have any questions on anything I discussed today, it's going to be a little bit more of a, of a general topic. It's going to be, sorry, of a more, um, I guess, recurring topic that I'm going to be going over, not so much in the podcast, maybe in the podcast a little bit, but more on you on Instagram and YouTube. And if you guys have any questions, you guys can always check out some stuff there because I might go over some of the things that I'm discussing today in those in those areas uh, on those on those platforms, so either Insta or YouTube. And if you guys have any questions, again, shoot out some questions to me. These Q and A these Q and A sessions are unreal. They're probably my favorites. So if you guys have anything that you guys need to share or want to share or want to talk to me about, shoot them over, and I'll try to get them on the show. And until next time, guys. Oh, don't forget to subscribe. And until next time, guys, keep building that foundation. For more fitness tips, tricks, and ideas, follow me on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at Bobak Owen. That's B-A-B-A-K-O-W-E-N. Music for the Foundation First Fitness Show provided by Beware of Darkness. You can find them on Spotify and iTunes.